Hello and welcome to Life with Francy podcast, a place where you will find all types of conversation like mental health, self-love, self-care, trauma, hobbies, and more. With this podcast, I want to create a place where we support one another in business and personal life. Hope you enjoy this episode. Now, let's get the show started. On today's episode, I have the pleasure to talk to Margaret Agard. And she is a popular podcast guest, award-winning author, and keynote speaker. Marguerite invites audience to consider if they might be running hard down, uh, hard down the wrong path. She shares a simple daily pro uh, process to get out from under overwhelming uh, busyness and live a life of joy and true purpose by turning their to-do list over to God, higher power, and spirit. So I, I can't wait. Let's get this yeah. conversation started. So what is life with Margaret? Yeah. So this is, I started doing this when I was in my mid forties. I only wish I'd started earlier. And at that point in my life, I was working as an executive in the high tech industry. One of the few women, I was a single mom and I have eight children. I, I'd like to say I had, but I actually still have eight children. Um, so yeah. And, and most were living at home. Uh, at that point, one was married and one had moved out, but the rest were at home. And so I, I also decided to go back to school because I was one, I was two semesters short of my degree and the high tech industry at that point, people were kept going public. When you go public, you have to like your executives better look like they're worth it. So I just wanted that paper. So anyway, there I am. I'm going to school full time. I have um, six of my eight children still at home and I'm the sole financial support and I'm working, you know, as an executive. Those are not short hours. Let's just put it that way. Lots and lots of time. And I now at, one, at some point I stepped down from being an executive long enough to finish the degree. I started a consulting business. So now I'm consulting. And once I had the degree, I went back. But, but I was overwhelmed. I mean, any one of those things could be a full-time job, just being a mom to six kids, but, and, you know, running my own business at that point and going to school full-time. So I, I knew how to set priorities. I mean, you don't end up an executive unless you know how to set priorities. Mm -hmm. I knew that whole, here's my list of things that have to get done. Here's what's most important. Here's what I'm going to focus on like that, right? Um, here's what can I delegate? Uh, and so I, yeah, what can I delegate? The kids did their own laundry. That's what I delegated. <laughs> kids are so funny because when they got 12, they had to do their own laundry. This is totally off topic. I know. And I remember the kids were like, um, the younger kids are like, well, I want to do my own laundry. I mean, so here's like this little seven-year-old climbing on top of the washing machine. So they, like, they thought it was some big deal to get to do their own laundry. Anyway. Um, Reverse so, psychology, I love it. I know. I mean, I didn't plan it. It just happened. <laughs> so, but um, what what happened is, like, in in a matter of a couple of weeks, I had focused on things that that I thought were priority. Like, I had a paper due in class, right? Or a client, I had to get a proposal to a client so that they could actually buy and give me money so I could, you know, feed the kids. And so I focused on those things. And um, now this was before 
internet courses. So if a paper was due, you actually had to show up in class and hand it to the professor, right? Or if a test, you had to show up in class and take the test, you didn't go online. And so I would, I showed up in class and there was a note on the door saying that the professor was sick. And so we wouldn't have to turn in our paper till the next week. And I thought, well, if I'd known that, I wouldn't have spent all those hours doing that. And then just a couple of days later, I go in with this proposal, my chair's making noise, sorry for that, for this client. And the client is like, oh, you know what? We're, we wanna, we've rethought the whole thing. We, here's our new plan. So we need another proposal. Oh, you know, I just spent all that time. <laughs> and I, I thought, my gosh, if I just knew the future, I know what I really need to be doing, right? I wouldn't have wasted my time doing something that didn't need to be done. And um, then I thought, well, I know who does know the future. <laughs> that would be God, right? And so that's why I started it because I was just overwhelmed. And I honestly thought, I just, what is most important? What do I need to do? What do I have to do? That was the question I started with. And so I would take my to-do list. I still have to-do lists, but... They aren't quite as, and this, this one's a good one because it looks overwhelming. It's actually something I've been spending like two weeks on just to remind myself, hey, guess what? You got to get the taxes done. It's so funny because people will see that and be like, what are you talking about? But like us as creating, because I do, I have like a million journals yes. and planners and yes. color codes and everything. Oh and gosh, everybody yeah. looks at it and it's like, Oh, it's so overwhelming. But us, it's like, nope, I know oh goodness, exactly what I'm <laughs> yes, right. so like. Oh my gosh. You know, like if you're the type of person who um, has a to-do list and if you do something that isn't on it, you write it on it so you can cross it out. Yep. Okay. So that's kind of the person I, I love. Was. Not quite now. I still kind of do them. Like I said, there's one, but it's, it's been laying there without much changing for a couple of weeks because I still do this process, which is this. I take it and I sit down with God and I have learned to hear that still small voice. Some people will call it their gut or their intuition. Mm -hmm. And I just look at it and, and look at each item. And I have a thought. Yeah, definitely do this. No, no, don't worry about this yet. Don't worry about this yet. Right. So, and then the other thing he'll do is uh, he'll actually might add something to it. Like at, at one point during my degree, it was get this cha change your minor. I was like, change my minor with oh. two semesters, but I did. And it, it really made a huge difference in my earning power actually later. Nice. Now I say that and, and other often it was things like call someone or stop by and see someone. And it, those people needed a call or they needed someone to stop in and what happened before I started this, I mean, with all that going on, I was lucky to get four hours sleep a night. I'd be, you know, going to bed about midnight, getting up at four and I was exhausted. I was overwhelmed and, and I would wake up even going to bed at that late. I would wake up in, you know, that fear that, Oh, what didn't I get done? What am I forgetting that way? But after I started doing this, it only took a couple of weeks. I was finished every night by eight. If I only focused on what God said to do on the to-do list. And I didn't worry. I didn't wake up worrying because I was like, oh, God's got it. And I didn't worry about 
if I was going to be late somewhere because I thought, well, God knew this was going to happen. So he's going to make it work. And he did. Now, I'm not a person who's habitually late. So if you're one of those people, I'm not saying that. Okay, to you. Okay. You should try to figure out how to show up on time. <laughs> oh, I see what tagged. <laughs> oh, sorry, Francie. Not you personally. Okay. So that, um, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we, it was so weird because I thought, oh my gosh, I just felt so calm and relaxed. And, and I was much more productive. The important things I focused on got done. And a lot of things that turned out not to be important didn't get done. But even more so, as I focused doing those few little things God would ask me to do, to stop in and see someone or call him, it felt like he really did have my back, that all of a sudden, something I thought I had to do, someone else would step up and do it for me, if that makes sense. Yes. That's what I saw happen. And so, of course, I stopped because I thought, well, that, I had to do that because I was so needy. Like, you know, God doesn't need to be handling every single day of my life. So I'm just going to stop because now we've got it all under control, right? Yeah. And yeah, sure. I love that for us. Yeah, that's so like the best season when we think that we got it going on. Yeah, now we got yep. it. Okay. So then, of course, it all ended up worse. After. So, so, but this time, um, when I went back, because I actually had that question, should I be asking God about this? And, and of course, I read scriptures. And so I was rereading the Lord's Prayer. And there's that line, um, that will be done on earth the way it is in heaven. And however you want to look at it, if you just think of the universe and yeah. however you think of it, it was, well, what do I think is happening? Do I think um, the angels in heaven are like busy with their own little to-do list and every once in a while they do a shout out to God, hey, I could use some help with this. Or do you think they're going to God and saying, you know, hey, I'm really committed to what you're committed to, which is peace on earth and love and people getting along and people living their true purpose. So what do you want me to do to help with that? And so I changed the question from what do I have to do today, God, to what do you want me to do today, God? And, and that's when my life truly changed. And I just, you know, it, it was step by step. It took a couple of years. He walked me into being a writer, like this book that this is coming from. I gave my to-do list to God. And so that truly changed the arc of my life this the question what do you want me to do what do and you want i found that my, is different i know i found my true purpose i because and it wasn't step by step it wasn't like he said well let me tell you what your purpose is no yeah and and i have to say you know i had a 20-year plan i did they say to do it right so i like oh 20 yeah, I had this 20, of course, this was in my 40s. I had 20 year plan. Yeah, yeah. And you know how you break it down now every five years, and then now here's a year. And so if I want to get there, what do I have to do? So I had this 20 year plan. Turns out God did too. And um, his was so much better. <laughs> wow. I, I like to say, and I, I got the most beautiful life I loved that I never even knew I wanted until I had it. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. So, and it's not easy to do, Fran Francie. It's not easy to do. Definitely because, not. No, I mean, and there are times still like I just spent a week and a half where I was like, I'm not talking. I'm not talking to you. Okay. I'm just gonna sit in my chair and stare. 
I said, all right. <laughs> and because sometimes that's that's where I get, but mostly I'm there every night. I found out it works better to do it at night for, for two reasons. Yeah. I'm kind of reporting what I did. And, but also like a lot of, you know, type A, whatever. I don't like to be micromanaged. I don't like my plans to be changed in the middle of it. And so when I do it oh, at yeah. night, you know, and you wake up, you know, how you kind of wake up and you're thinking, oh yeah, and I've got this going on tomorrow. So when you get out of bed, you're like in action, you're already in action. Right. And so, but by doing it at night, I already know what he wants me to do. And so I'm in action for his stuff. If that makes sense. That's what I, I love it because like a lot of people claim of the morning routine and this, this and that. And I love that for you. If that's what you're into, go for it. I'm not a morning person. Okay. So, and then I work for a corporation. I'm a LA during the day and a podcaster at night. Okay. So I'm already waking up angry that I have to go to a place that I don't want to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So it takes me to like nine or 10 to be a regular human being and loving and everything else. Okay. So, but then when I come home, that's when I release everything okay. from the day and then I can get ready to make plans and everything else. So I love that, you know, to have it at nighttime where you're working on your to-do list. Now, how do you release that energy of not focusing so much on your own to-do list? So it's interesting because um, what I've learned is that I'm doing a lot of things that don't matter. Wow. And, and they probably don't even matter to me. It just feels like I should be. And I'm the kind of person that if I see it, like, oh, I made photo albums for all of my children. I think, yeah, I should make photo albums for all of my children. Like that, right? And then pretty soon that's on my list. And God's like, forget the photo albums for all your children. You don't have time for that right now. <laughs> it's not that it's not a good thing. It's just not the best thing you could be doing. And so um, it, it, it's not bad for, well, to be frank, sometimes I'm real irritated when he changes my plans, but I learn something every time. I can remember once I had made a plan that I thought he would love because it had a little bit of helping people in it, you know, like that, right? <laughs> and, and I can remember looking at the plan and saying, here it is, here's my plan for tomorrow. And he said, that, that's a good plan. I was like, well, thank you. And then he said, would you mind changing it? Because he, he doesn't force us, right? And I thought, oh, okay, yeah, I don't mind changing it. And he said, what I want you to do is at this point, I was actually become a massage therapist because I was tired of computers. And he said, I want you to give your husband a, a long massage tomorrow because he needs it. And I thought, oh, see how God is. He, and it was like, you know what? I need to take care of my husband too. And he is hardworking and, and he very tense all the time. And so he would do things like that or, and once I'm telling you, we had, a, we had an internet business for a while, which we ship product. And I got up on a Monday and I had my list of things and always at the top was do the orders, like, you know, print the labels and get everything packed and ready to go. And then it was everything else. And that Monday it was like, um, no, don't do the orders. And I thought, uh, 
hey, let me tell you, I don't know how things work in heaven, God. The way they work here on the earth is if you say you are going to ship next business day, you ship next business day. That's integrity. Just letting you know. And mm-hmm. so and so I went ahead and did them. And my day was just a mess the rest of the day. But then I got to the post office. And you know, federal holidays, the post office is closed on Monday. And I had forgotten it was a federal holiday. So I showed up to a closed post office. <laughs> like, you would not believe it happens a lot. Yeah. So there you are. <laughs> it was, yeah. So there, there you are, Francie. It was like, I, so I learned he really does get it. He does know what I have to do. He never says, you know, let your house turn into a pigsty. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always time. But, you know, you were talking about going to work. And I remember one woman saying to me, I have to do laundry. And she had a big family. And she had 14 kids and all very intelligent. Like her mom worked on the space program. And I, and so she took that to God and he said, do what you have to do. But whatever you do today, do it with kindness. Mm. And I can remember a woman who is a librarian writing a story about how she had said, you know, like, I'm not Mother Teresa, I'm just in the library, what can I do? And it was a very similar answer to her. He said, just smile at people today. Yeah. So, you know, he works with us where we are. But what I really love about this is finding finding my purpose, that, that kind of slow, gradual change. It wasn't like, here I am in the computer industry, and now here I am um, writing books and being on podcasts. It was a couple of years transition where where he step by stepped me through it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, can you tell us more about this book? Oh, the book. Oh, all right. Well, I <laughs> <laughs> so it, it actually came from writing online. It wasn't a blog uh, when I started doing this. It was around the year two thousand. I don't even think WordPress existed. And I was writing, and the thought came, write your life on the internet. And I was like, I don't know. So I tried a half a dozen ways what to do. I knew how to do a web page and stuff. And it was, um, and then I came across a site called Open Diary, which still exists, by the way. And it's a private diary site where you can write, but you can read other people's. You can read other people's if they let you, but it's not out there for the whole public to read. Okay, and so make a note on that one. (laughs) Yeah, and so I wrote these these stories as they happened. I'd say, okay, so I got up and I prayed and I asked God, and this is what I did today, and here's what happened. And so, and or you know, like, oh my gosh, you know, I really didn't want to do what He told me to do, but here's what happened. And it's just, and and so as I wrote all these stories, um, after about two years, He said, now I want you to make a book of this. And this, that book, he said, I want you to take the best stories, the ones that really show what it's like to do this, and put them all in a book, which I did. And that is the book, In His Footsteps, I Gave My To-Do List To God. All right. And yeah. And then after that, we, my husband and I sold, or either gave away or sold most of what we had. We stored a little bit of like his tools, because he has so many. And and served as missionaries, like in the inner city and up in Alaska in the native villages for a couple of years. And I was sending the family emails, again, filled with these stories. And so that's the second book. And the third book I just finished. 
So, oh my gosh, it feels like, thank goodness. I thought I'd never finished that book. It took 10 years, <laughs> but they're, they're inspirational memoirs is what you would call them. And so as I share the stories, like I share here about the, um, you know, doing the orders, <laughs> I didn't have to do the orders <laughs> or there's the story I like to share about um, the story, the, the prayer that changes all relationships, mm. usually for the better. And and the, at that point, I had a 15-year-old son who's most the most obnoxious, arrogant, critical. <laughs> and he's like 6'4 and lettering in all these sports in high school. Or, you know, and just if I said we couldn't do something because money was tight, he'd be like, you shouldn't have had all these kids. And since he was number seven, he'd be like, well, then you wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> Like you should have thought it through before you did this. Well, okay, nice son. Good luck with your life. But I, so I went to God and I said, you know, I love him because he's my son, but yeah. I don't really like him much right now. Teenagers I, are a different breed. And 15 years, 15 <laughs> is as bad as it gets. Like, that's what I say. 15 is as bad as it gets. They're sort of like this downhill and then there's this uphill. So yep. if you've got a good 15 year old, yay. So anyway. So I prayed that he said, God said, I want you to pray to see him like I see him. And this is a prayer I use all the time now. And so I prayed, help me to see this son, Daniel, the way you see him. And a short while later, I was at my mom's house and she had a bunch of women's magazines next to her couch. Because again, pre-internet, well, we had the internet, but not that way. And so I'm flipping through this magazine. I, oh, I come across this story about a... Um, boy who had turned in his favorite uh, a favorite coach as having been sexually abusive to him mm -hmm. and I thought oh, I'm gonna read that because something like that ha just happened in our school and the boy had been pilloried basically and they're telling the story from his viewpoint what had happened to him and how depressed he was he was like suicidal it's hard for him to go to school with everybody glaring at him because his favorite coach had been accused. And then it said he had next to him on his bedside table a, um, a short petition. It only had a few names on it. And his parents had framed it. And the petition said, you know, we believe in you. We believe you. We're, we're here for you. And, and as I said, and as the minute I read that, I remembered the day my son Daniel, because, you know, I realized, oh, this was our town, right? had gone and I was letting him out of the car to school and he had this piece of paper and he said I'm gonna go to the office first because he needs to get there early so I can get permission to pass this petition around to sign it for people who you know believe in this kid because he didn't like what was happening to him and then when I came back that afternoon I said you know to pick him up after practice how did it go I remember this is my son who's like letters and sports and is you know well known in school and he was angry he said they wouldn't let me because they said this is now a civil suit and a criminal suit and we're not saying anything about it at the school right now which makes sense from the school's point of view so he said well I signed it and I got some of my friends to sign it and we just gave it to the boy and so and the difference it made for that boy that's what I, this article was about talking about what a difference it made. And so as I read that and I thought, oh, 
this is who God sees. The type of boy who would notice what was happening and try to do something about it to make it better. Mm. Yeah. And so it has really helped me to pray that prayer in many situations. We pray it in our marriage. Help us to see each other as you do. Help us to love each other as you do. I've done it with um, business associates who I thought were kind of sleazeballs. And, you know, it was, it just really does change. Did it with my mother, Francie. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it's hard to understand our parents, but, you know, it, once you see them like now I'm in a different uh stage with my mom (laughs) and it's like I'm amazing like I never thought that we would get here and it's just but for a long time I had a hard time seeing her as God sees her right but right and so funny because she was coming to visit me once she just passed away by the way but she was coming to see me once and I thought oh my gosh you know I mean you know how she is she's gonna try to make me better <laughs> so I could clean the whole house and be like you didn't do the kitchen windows like oh uh-huh. like that. Ooh, that's a mom thing <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, right <laughs> and I'm saying that God's like you know Margaret when you're standing before me at the judgment bar because that's how we see it right mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask you how well your mother loved you uh, I thought oh okay get it he's probably going to ask how well I loved her yeah <laughs> it uh changed how I acted around her during that visit it was yeah um that's stories in the book too Alrighty. so do you have a website or anything or a place for my uh, listeners to find you so the the website is in his footsteps.com and I have the three books up there two are available they're available as um ebooks print books and audiobooks and so the links for where you can get any of that are there and the third book i'm talking about it also has links to my social media and a little small pop-up in the corner that will say you know sign up for my newsletter and i'll let you know when the next book is out and i send a monthly short newsletter honestly i don't spam first of all because i don't know how to spam and second (laughs) (laughs) because I'm old and tired, Francie. So one newsletter is what you're going to get until the book comes out. Sounds good. Well, good luck on your journey. And I love that. I love your message. And I can't wait to hear about the third book. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Francie. Uh, Well, hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. You can find my podcast in all major platforms as well as YouTube channel. You already know, like and subscribe. Hope you have a blessed day.